Amen. Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry Christmas. Why don't you guys have a seat? Why don't you guys have a seat? Well done. Way to make it to Christmas Eve service. Seriously. Seriously. Tell your neighbor, your Christmas outfit looks great. I, uh, I'm ashamed to say I, I had to shop even just a little bit more today because I put on my outfit for the night. I was like, it's not right. It's just not right. Uh, I know it doesn't show, but I worked real hard on the outfit. Um, I was talking to somebody first service, and I said, you know, Christmas Eve is the culmination of such a crazy season, right? I mean, Christmas is wonderful, and it's like the silent night and all the peace. We get that. But our experience getting to this point it's not very peaceful, right? It's chaotic. It's crazy. We got parties. We got, I mean, my wife, I'm like, what are we doing tonight? And then what's happening this afternoon? And what's going, you know, like the last few weeks has just been crazy. And Christmas is just this sort of chaotic season. I remember, um, I remember a few years ago, uh, more than a few years ago now, but um, years ago when my, uh, my son, was, he was about two years old. He was real little, maybe three. Uh, my daughter, Adam, my first daughter, she was just a baby. She was just like in the, the car seat. And we were thinking through Christmas, you know, and we we're going, you know, it'd be really great. Let's load up our young kids and let's go to a Christmas tree lot and let's go pick out a Christmas tree at night with our little kids. It's going to be so fun. And in our mind, we're going, we're going to show up and the kids are going to be like laughing and having a great time. You know, like the, the like picture in your mind of like, this is what it's going to be like. And of course, it was not like that at all. Like as soon as we get there, Adam's crying. You like pick out the tree and Toby's like, I don't like that tree. And you're like, but that tree's half dead. And you're going, finally, you get the tree in line, which is so hard. And you're like lugging this thing through line, you know, and they trim the bottom off the tree and all of that. And then you get it on your van, right? And so for, we're, for us, we're tying it up. It's taking a lot longer than we thought. And I am saying a prayer of, Lord, please let this tree hold while I'm on the 51, you know? Like, please. This thing seems very precarious. We get it home. We lug it out. You know, we got our kids. We, we get it into the living room. And I kind of jump the gun. I get it on the Christmas stand. If you've got their, like, live Christmas tree stand, you know, there's, like, spikes on the bottom. You, like, get it down on the spikes. And I'm about to tighten it down. And I realize, oh, I haven't cut off the little ties on it. So I asked my wife, Blake, I said, could you run and go grab me, you know, a knife or scissors or something? So she runs. And I'm, like, on my, on my knee, like, holding the tree. And it's very precarious. I'm like, I'm just holding it. It's filled with water, too. I'm like, we set up the worst situation. And while I'm holding it, I look over and I notice that our dog has pooped on our carpeting. So I'm holding the tree and I'm looking at the poop. And then I notice that I'm not the only one looking at the poop. My son, Toby, is staring at the poop as well. And slowly he looks over at me and we make eye contact. And you know, like as a parent, sometimes you're like, I can read your mind and I don't like what you're thinking. Don't think that anymore. So I was holding the tree. I was like, Toby, no, nobody, don't do it. And he smiles. He looks at me and then he looks back at the poop and he starts walking close to the poop. And I was going, no, 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 Toby, don't do it, buddy. No, don't. And he gets right up to the poop and he very ceremoniously lifts his foot up and just steps on it. And he doesn't stop there. He then begins to start running as fast as he can around our white carpeting. The whole time I'm going, Blake, get in here. The situation is dire. 
this is Christmas, right? Like, this is the chaos of Christmas. Like, this to me embodies how I feel every year. You're like, how do we get here? It's crazy. And when we look at Christmas, you know, and we're, we're desperate to know what is the reason for Christmas. And it's so awesome that you guys came to church tonight. I know you wrestled a lot of people. Maybe you had a kid that was running around with dog poop on their foot. Thank you so much for coming to church tonight. We're really glad that you're here. And there's less and less people in America that are celebrating by coming to church. And that's a bummer because this is the place where we learn the reason we celebrate Christmas, right? And our culture is very confused when it comes to how we celebrate Christmas. Uh, one of the traditions that we have, and I was yelling out over there earlier, is we, right in, in December, we start watching Christmas movies. So we gather all the kids together, and we sit, and we watch different Christmas movies, you know, all month. And, uh, and a couple of weeks ago, we were watching uh, Christmas Vacation. I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, yeah, we got some, yeah, there's some, it's a cult classic for sure. Um, uh, Christmas Vacation, you know, it's this guy, Clark Griswold, uh, played by Chevy Chase, and it's a chaotic Christmas, right? He invites all his family over, nothing goes right, things are set on fire, he almost dies, like all this chaos going on for Christmas. And then at the end, he pulls his family together, and it's like this moment where he's explaining to them, like, this is the meaning of Christmas, like this is the, the heartwarming like culmination of this movie. And he pulls everybody together, and he says, you know, kids, Christmas it means something different to everyone. And this year, now I figured out what it means to me. And I remember thinking, like, what a wishy-washy thing to say. You know, like, you've gotten to this whole thing, and, and then you're like, is that the meaning of Christmas? Like, our culture is struggling so hard. Like, we know, like, there's the real meaning of Christmas sitting right here, right? It's Jesus. The birth of Jesus is the reason why we're celebrating Christmas. And our culture is doing everything to just kind of push that out and go, maybe it's about this, maybe it's about that. Our culture is very confused when it comes to Christmas. But I just want to tell you tonight, there is joy in Christmas, there's peace in Christmas, there's hope in Christmas, there's love in Christmas. All of that is great. But if you miss Jesus, you miss the main reason. You will never be satisfied if you make it about anything other than Jesus, because at some point the parties stop, the Christmas music stops playing, you know, Mix FM stops playing the Christmas music, and you're left with this relationship with God or not a relationship with God. We're in this Advent season, and Advent is just this fancy word that means the arrival and uh, the, 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 uh, the, the coming of Jesus, you know, and and uh, all along this month, actually starting in the end of January, we've been talking about the arrival, the, the arrival of love, the arrival of peace, the arrival of uh, hope, the arrival of joy. And it culminates tonight. Tonight is this candle right here, and that candle represents the arrival of Jesus. Because Jesus didn't just come to bring hope. He didn't just come to bring joy. He didn't come just to bring love. That's the fruit of him being here. But Jesus came and wants to give us something even better, himself, right? Himself. And it's not just that God brings love. He does bring love. But Jesus is the embodiment of love. If you notice in the, the liturgy, we said he is the embodiment of love. He's the embodiment of hope. He's the embodiment of joy. 
And if around Christmas time you're just seeking love, joy, peace, and hope, without Jesus, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. A few weeks ago, my wife and I celebrated our 19th anniversary. Um, I know I, I look like I'm 19 myself, but uh, we did. We celebrated our 19th anniversary. Um, and it was wonderful. We went down to Tucson, spent a little time uh, at, at a resort down there. And um, we had kept, you know, we we're talking with some of the people that uh, work there. And they said, there's a really great Italian restaurant. You should go check it out. And because our last name is Romeo, we're like, okay, great. We'll go check out the Italian place. And uh, so we go to this Italian restaurant and, you know, you walk in and, and it's fancy. Like we, I walked in and I was like, ah, I'm a little underdressed. You know, it's one of those places where you're like, I wish I had something a little fancier I brought to this resort. Um, we went to, you know, went to, went to the Italian restaurant. It was beautiful. We, we walked by the food that people were eating and it was amazing looking. You know, it's like that extra fancy, like it looks good and it's fancy, but then it's that next level up where you're like, I don't even want to eat it because it looks too fancy. Like it was just really fancy. Everything smelled great. It was awesome. And we sat down and we had like one of the best meals we've had in a really long time. It was wonderful. Now imagine if we went to that restaurant we walk in and we smell all the smells and we see the people eating. We're like, wow, that looks amazing. And we sit down, we have a glass of water and the waiter comes out, maybe brings a little appetizer. We eat a little appetizer. We go, wow, that's delicious. It's so good. And then at that point, we just raise our hand and we go, check, please. We're good. You know, we're good. We smelled the smells. We saw the food. It looked awesome. We had a little snack. It was great, you know. This is what Christmas is like without Jesus. We're trying to celebrate Christmas without the main course, and it doesn't work. We leave hungry, right? It does not work. Because Jesus is the gift for us. And tonight is the night where we get to come together and remember that. So if Jesus is the gift for us, who is he? What is he like? I think a lot of us think that if you're fancy and you're special, that you're going to have this really fancy and special arrival, right? Um, I, I, my wife and I are watching the Meghan and Harry show. Is anybody else watching that? I, I get it. If you're ashamed and you don't want to raise your hand, that's totally fine. I get it. I understand. Um, watching Meghan and Harry, and there was, this, there was this part in one of the episodes where Harry was born, and this guy comes out and this like fancy, fancy, like, regalia, like, he's ready to go, he's got his, like, trumpet, you know, and he's, like, announcing, you know, so, so I don't know, I, I won't do it justice, but he comes out, and he announces that Prince Harry was born, and everybody starts cheering, and it's fancy, and everything's golden, and there's people, you know, in the streets just all day celebrating. This is what we think of when we think of important people, and what it looks like when important people are born. But what we see with Jesus is something a little bit different. Let's read the story, starting in Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 7. Let's read this very familiar story, but let's try to have a little bit of a, a fresh perspective on it as we read. And she, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Not only does Jesus not have huge celebration and, and people coming and bringing, you know, like, like, the, like the, all, the, all the fanciest things, they can't even find a room in the inn. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, is born in a barn. 
This is crazy. This is crazy. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. The shepherds, they are not, again, wealthy, famous people. This is not the people that are surrounding Jesus. They are very normal people, very ordinary people like you and I in a beautiful night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring great good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an Uh, There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. There's this beautiful, beautiful scene that is unlike anything. If you and I were writing it, this is not what it would look like, right? If you and I were writing it, it would look like Prince Harry and we're announcing the king is born. But the night that Jesus came, They're very broken people and a very ordinary night, just like tonight. And the King of Kings showed up in the midst of people just like you and I, without all the fanciness, without all the, you know, the the golden trumpets and the people celebrating. But though it was ordinary here on earth, it was extraordinary in heaven because the heavenly host showed up Strong, And they were celebrating because they knew not only the arrival of Jesus, who was going to be a king unlike anybody had ever seen, not a political king, not the king in the way that we would think that he would arrive, but a different king that would bring a different kingdom. This is what Jesus came to do. And the heavenly hosts were celebrating. They're celebrating. So who is this, as King David said, who is this king of glory? Who is this Jesus? What did he do? And this is one I want to talk about tonight. Because tonight we don't just celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we celebrate what Jesus did for you and I. And this is what happened. This is what Jesus did. Jesus was born of a virgin. Why? Because he needed to be born from a different lineage, a lineage outside of the curse of Adam and Eve, the curse that shadows each one of us. And there's something deeply wrong in the world around us. And as we look around, it's very evident. As we look around today, we know things are deeply wrong. And our hearts cry out for justice. There's something deep in us that we want to see evil punished, and we want the world to be set right again. But the problem is, if we're honest, we know that that justice would also and should also fall on us because we're not perfect. We've made many mistakes. And the Bible says that God is holy and just and that the sin that we're in and that we've walked in is death to us. This sin separates us from our creator. And without a savior, we are hopeless, wandering in the confusion of a lost and cursed world. This was a situation we found ourselves in on that dark and silent night. But then... I love that phrase. But then, in a peaceful and silent night, 
the grace of God arrived, right? And Jesus, born of a different lineage, lived a sinless life, following the law of God perfectly on our behalf. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned our own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah wrote that hundreds of years before Jesus was born. And Jesus, fully God and fully man, lived a sinless, righteous life, a life filled with love for people, love for God, and power over a relentless evil. And this Jesus became the Savior for us. He became the Savior for all of us when he was nailed on the cross for you and I. He took the penalty of sin on himself so that he could be both just and justifier. He went to the grave to pay the penalty for the curse that you and I were under. But he didn't stay in the grave, did he? No, he rose from the grave on the third day and conquered sin and death for you and I so that we could have the free gift of salvation. This is the true gift of Christmas. And when anything else is the focal point for Christmas, it will fall very short. We can muster all the hope we we can. We can muster all the joy that we can. But without Jesus, it's just going to leave us in the empty place that we started in. And this is the joy of Christmas, that Jesus wants to give you a free gift. And it's not just those things, it's himself. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. And maybe tonight you've come and you're going, Ryan, I don't know. I'm, I'm burned out. I've tried a lot of different things. I've had, a, I've had a rough life. I've really made a mess of a lot of things. There's a lot of, of people that I've pushed away and there's just no hope for me anymore. Maybe you've come tonight and you've been trying to plumb the depths of Christmas and you're playing the Christmas music and you're decorating the house with Christmas, but that joy just seems lost. I want to ask you tonight, have you accepted the free gift of Jesus? Because it is, it's free. It's a free gift for you tonight. If you've come, I don't think that's an, it's an accident. I truly believe that God brought you here tonight for a reason, not just because it's Christmas Eve, but because he wanted you to hear this, that he loves you. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. He wants relationship with you. And it's easy to start a relationship with Jesus. Doesn't mean that your life is easy. I will tell you that. It does not mean that your life is easy. Jeff, last week when he was preaching, he said, you know, when Jesus came to earth, he made life actually a lot more complicated for a lot of people. But I'm telling you this, though the situation in your life may not change, you will change, I promise you. And the Bible says that when you come to Jesus, that you are conveyed, you're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, that you're given eternal life. And that is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ that's offered to each one of us. My question is, is that you tonight? Have you done that? 